Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. In my experience of this game, I feel like you're playing for your job every season. You're playing for your your manager's job, your coaching staff job, your front office's job. I, I get it. There's different you know, tenures and, and salaries and contracts and all those things. Everyone has a different position and a different setup there. But at the end of the day, like every year when you're in an organization like this one, it's, it's World Series or bust. And that's that's where I want to be. And that's, that's why I signed on to be here. That is Jason Hayward yesterday on 670 The Score on the McNeil and Parkins show in the afternoon. World Series or bust, Bruce Levine right here in the middle of the targeted winning window. I prefer bust. <laughs> oh. Well, I mean. Oh, World Series. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You have nowhere to go with that. No, I have nowhere. I have nowhere. I'm going to. I want to stay on the radio. I'm I will sure. leave it thoroughly alone. This hour is brought to you by Pearl Vision. Nobody cares for your eyes more than Pearl. Uh, I just saw the list of pitchers who are going today uh, for the Cubs, and very few, if any of them, will end up on the big league team That's so this negative year. on your part. Jen Ho Singh is not uh, in your, on your team this year. Well, starter? He's, he's, he's the opening day spring starter. Tsang, Baldonado, Brooks, Karasidi, De La Cruz, uh, Ramirez, yeah. Wick, Zagurski. Any of those guys going to make the big league club? No. No, they have high hopes for some like De La Cruz, mm. but uh, no, n- not going to. I don't think White Sox starter uh, Donnie Roach is going to probably make it either. But uh, one never knows. Yeah, uh, Sox, um, Sox, and uh, our, our split squad. I mentioned the lineup earlier. They also have another split squad game against Oakland. That's where Yoan Moncada will be playing third, and Nick Madrigal will be playing second over there yeah, in that lots game. Lots to look at for the future there. I think it's. Uh, Essential now with uh, Manny Machado in the rearview mirror that uh, now Mancata can relax at third base and uh, and try to settle in there. Anderson is the shortstop. He knows it. He doesn't have to defend himself verbally. can just go out there and play really good shortstop like he did in the second half last year. So uh, from that perspective, there is a kind of a relax at Sox camp that we saw over the last day and a half from the idea that, hey, we're here, we know who we are, we're ready to win. And as, uh, you know, a- as Anderson himself said, hey, uh, maybe uh, maybe Manny missed the boat by not coming with us. You know, on, on the other side, um, it's interesting because if you're Hayward and Ben Zobris showed up yesterday, uh, spoke to the media about the final year of his Cubs deal, maybe his final year in baseball. It's it's possible. Sure. Um, let's listen to a touch more of Jason Hayward yesterday from McNeil and Parkins talking about um, the winning window and how it feels to show up to spring right now for that team. I've been super fortunate, man, to, to come up with teams that went to the postseason. And I think six out of eight years now I've been to the postseason, or, or seven out of nine, I've been to the postseason. And when it comes down to it, man, you have teams together, and you don't you don't know how long the window is going to last. You know, it's all about the organization, all about the front office and ownership, and you know how long they feel like 
you know, they're going to keep teams together and how long they're going to invest money. And I just know that you can't ever take it for granted because you can have a team like this one with Ben Zobris, who it could very well be his last year of his career. And you want to go out and you know put your best foot forward and try and win a ring with someone like that. Or you could have guys like you talked about, Ian Haps or you know Swarbers or, or young guys that you know they're still early in their career, but you don't mm-hmm. know if you're going to get to play for a team like this again, man. You don't know if you're going to get to play for an organization like this one your whole career. I've been on three different teams and you know, have got to win in all of them, but those windows closed. And right here, here we are in what year four of my contract here, year five for some of these other guys that have been here like we talked about. Man, you you just want to make the most of this ride right now. And we got the people in the room to do so. And that's something we just want to make sure guys understand that it's not realistic to expect that to always be that way. Bruce, that's Jason Hayward echoing something Theo said a long time ago. I remember him talking about every season is sacred. Every year is sacred. And Hayward, as a vet, is saying, let's not take this for granted. We got a chance to show up and and win. And you don't always have that chance. Theo could uh, easily end by 21. And uh, when Theo came in in October of 2011, First thing he said is, uh, we want to make the Chicago Cubs the type of team and franchise that can go and uh, be in the playoffs eight out of ten years. Okay, that that is that that was their perspective. That's where he wanted to go, and he's 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 done pretty much what he wanted it to. You know what he said. That's what the organization has done. Is that good enough for a fan base after you win a World Series and went to three straight uh, NLCSs and then won and out and uh, wild card? That's how expectations are built. I think that's that's a wonderful thing that uh, the fans and the, uh, the front office and the owner are not happy with just getting to the playoffs anymore. It's certainly a difference in the way the Chicago Cubs are looked at. Absolutely. And there's there's a feeling among the players, as Hayward just said there, and, and certainly with the manager going into the final year of his deal, his phrase, his mantra for this year, own it now. Like, just own own where you are. This is, you know, you are hunted. You are thought to be, um, you know, in the middle of, of your opportunity. Some don't think you're going to be there, Pakoda, but... Uh, but this is this is this is your moment to to own it and and move forward. They're really counting on an improved mental focus, an improved coaching attitude, having an effect on guys that they've had for a few years. Yeah, I don't know about that. It, I mean, they won ninety five games, right? I mean, mm-hmm. is, is that you know that was second most in the National League, one one behind the, the best record in the National League. So. I mean, I understand that they felt they left some games on the table early, and that's where their focus is, Matt, the idea that some games in April and May where you're maybe not at 100%, maybe your focus has uh, waned a little bit because there's so many games ahead of you that you left a few games on the table. Honestly, playing 43 uh, times in 44 days I think was – more of the reason why the Cubs faded last year than anything else. That that was just a a ridiculous amount of games that they had to play. uh, I mentioned this before the break, uh, Bruce. There's the 22nd pitch clock that is in effect right now during spring training, but umpires are not enforcing it. It's giving players and umpires a chance to just get familiar with the new system. But uh, what do you think is going to happen here over the next few weeks? Well, here it is. Uh, Number one, spring training games, 22nd timer will operate without an enforcement as to make players and umpires familiar with the system. Next week, umpires will issue reminders to pitchers and hitters who violate the rule, but no ball or strike penalties will be assessed between innings. Umpires are expected to inform the club's field staff 
of any violations. And three, hmm. later in the spring, Matt, depending on the status of the negotiations with MLB Players Association, umpires will be instructed to begin assessing ball and strike penalties for violations. Now, from what I understand, MLB can uh, institute this rule in without the Players Association. They don't want to do it. They want to they have a cooperative on this with the players' understanding and them signing off on the fact that this is an important rule to, to push forward right now, especially in getting these games under three hours, in uh, giving people's attention span and players' attention span a better look at it, and, and just having a more uh, cohesive game without uh, too much lag time. Lag time is killing baseball. So they have the ability to just enact this no matter what the players think, but you're saying that they want to make sure the players are on board? Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, they have had for a couple of years. Mm. So, uh, But they, they don't want to implement something that players are going to balk against, that they want them to be involved in the decision, and, and it makes perfect sense. And I think I think from the players' perspective – you know, uh, you know, it's it's not going to be over the top. Uh, they don't call it on the first pitch. They don't call it at all if somebody's on base, Matt. All right, so so that that's big right there. So you're not trying to restrict or change the cat and mouse game of holding no. a guy on base, or or you know mess with the timing of that, and you're not messing with a guy's routine before the first pitch. But during the at bat, if there's nobody on base, get right. the hell back in the box. Right. The timer will never begin on the first pitch of any at bat, and will begin prior to the second pitch when the pitcher receives the ball from the catcher. Okay. That's how it goes. So uh, you know, again, uh, it's not going to be. Bashed over the head. MLB doesn't want to bash the players over the head, but the players have to understand this is good for them. I, I think it's a it's a win win for both sides. It's six seventy. The score. We'll take a break and come back and talk to a man you'll hear on the score later today. Doing baseball games. Len Casper will join us uh, as we round out inside the clubhouse in advance of uh, of Illinois basketball. Then the Cubs at one fifty five. He's Bruce Levine and Matt Spiegel. Keep it here on six seventy. The score. It's inside the clubhouse right here on 670 The Score. I'm Matt Spiegel. He is Bruce Levine out there in Arizona. Want to take a call from one of our guys, Ron, on the south side on The Score. Hello, Ron. How you been, man? Thanks for holding hey, on. Hey, good morning, guys. We're really glad now that we can kind of uh, move on. Something that I'm really looking forward to you all, no matter uh, who the Sox are putting up, who they may trade for. If this team is going to be good, the left side of that infield. The left side of Joe Allen and so I'm ready to see how well he can play third, see if Tim Anderson can continue with the develop. And, and the reason I say that, guys, these two players have the potential to be good both offensively and defensively. They're the guys that are really going to be part of this team that's going to be good. So I'm looking forward to that, along with seeing him in there and some of the other players. And But we, we, we have to get these guys going. So thanks, guys. Thanks, Ron. Right. Hey, Matt, um, when you look at Moncada, I, I look at this as possibly a win-win. Uh, second base was pretty challenging for him over 20 years. That, that wasn't getting it done. But more importantly, taking away the cutoffs, taking away who's covering on play-to-play, all those things that not every infielder can do well and not be distracted, and the, the residual effect that it may have on his offense by simplifying the uh, the position of third base, which is just 
one step to your left, two steps to your right, throw the ball to first base, play the bunts, that's it. You know, much simpler uh, way to go about your job. He's a very athletic guy. I, th- I think it should work out. Um, you know, again, it's more of a reactionary position than second base, much more going on at second base. And I, I think it could help at both both uh, both on defense and offense. The story with Mancata is if he will cut down on strikeouts and if we will cut down, frankly, on strikeouts looking because he was – and he has this reputation for being patient, but it was to a fault um, last year, as Paul Canerco had said on a broadcast memorably. Um, I So, uh, you know, that's the story to follow. And have you heard anything about him and his approach to the play? Yeah, you know, it, it's, it's very similar to what they want to do with Ian Happ and the Cubs. Uh, he, he had the same situation. He sees a ton of pitches. He walked a lot. He was third on the Cubs in walks, but uh, first in strikeouts. So f- from that perspective, uh, these guys see a lot of pitches. The identifying the pitch at 2-1 or 2-0, that is where the contact, the hard contact is wanted for Mancata and for Hap. And that's what they're looking for here. They do, want, they do not want to uh, take away their idea of looking at pitches, but what are you looking for? What are you trying to identify, and what is your your end game? That that's where it's at. You know, it's great to walk, you know, a hundred times, but it, it's much more valuable to walk eighty and uh, drive the mm-hmm. ball hard in those other twenty appearances. Three hours and thirty one minutes from now, there's baseball on this radio station. Our friend Len Casper is going to be a part of it. Good morning, Len. How are you? Morning, guys. Sun is shining. It's cold. It's uh, the grounds are pretty wet, but uh, we'll have baseball today. Yeah, that's a that's a really good thing, Len. After what we watched the last two days, and nobody here should be complaining about weather after we've seen what we've gone through in Chicago over the last six weeks. But uh, you know, the just the negative point is that the the Cubs couldn't, or none of the teams uh, in the uh, in the Valley here uh, during spring training, been able to get their their running work in or their bunt plays down. It's a it's a couple days and. The, the tough part is is that you start playing games right now automatically. You're you're forced into uh, playing games now where you don't really feel like you've had enough time with the team just to work on stuff yet. Well, the good news, Bruce, is that they still have, what, five weeks of games. So, you know, I think the one complaint you hear most often in spring training is that it's too long. And, you know, it's not ideal, as you said, to have a few of those drill days uh, get interrupted or completely canceled out. But, you know, I don't think anybody by the end of uh, spring camp in late March will say they, they didn't feel like they had enough time to get all their reps in. And sometimes it's good to force yourself to do it against uh, an opposing pitcher as opposed to someone on your team. Uh, Len, everybody's supposedly showing up to camp angry with a chip on their shoulder because of the way the things ended. Have, have, you, have you sensed any of that? Uh, among, among front office, we've certainly heard it. Have you sensed it among players or coaches that people are kind of have a little bit of an edge this year? Well, I haven't really talked to a lot of guys yet. I'm sure I will, you know, the next few days as games get started. But I, I think in general, everyone has a pretty bad taste left in their mouth after the quick exit last year. Also, while knowing that it's a very good team, you know, this club won 95 games, uh, I thought, fought through uh, a fair amount of adversity. So it's a little bit of both. They know they're good, um, but it comes down to if they could have won one more game along the way. And that's where the urgency uh, line comes from. They not only would have avoided game 163, they would have avoided the wild card game and they would have played for at least another week. So that's how 
tight the margin for uh, for error is in this game, and they know that this division is not going to be easy. Uh, the Brewers basically return the same team they had last year. The Cardinals on paper should be better. Uh, the Pirates were not an easy team to play, even though they were around 500 club. And the Reds are kind of the wild card team in terms of they've got a new manager. They made the big deal with the Dodgers. And as we know, they were very tough on the Cubs last year. Lenny, uh, the 43 games in 44 days, uh, you, you were a part of that. Uh, obviously, you didn't play, but you had a broadcast <laughs> a good majority of those. How much did that play into the end result of not winning 97 or 98 games as much as what the front office is looking at as games that were not won maybe in the early part of the year that could have made it easier at the end? Well, I know it was, it was hard on everybody, and you know no one likes excuses. I can just tell you it was a factor. Um, the Cubs had to make two trips for one day uh, to Atlanta, earlier in the year and then uh, to uh, no actually I think that was in August and then in September we remember the, the trip to Washington DC it's really hard uh, and I think the travel did uh, wear them down a little bit but they went 16 and 12 in September so you can't really say that yeah. they were bad by any stretch of the imagination yeah, when, the, when the other of, team wins eight in a row at the end uh, that yeah that's a the Brewers factor. won it look they, they, they deserved it um, I, I don't think anybody would argue with that um, but it is a factor, and I think, you know, hopefully Mother Nature will cooperate a little bit more this year, and we won't have seven or eight rainouts early in the season. <laughs> that would help. Yeah, it would be nice. Um, uh, Len, if I told you that you could have one guy return to the very peak of his abilities, you Darvish or Wilson Contreras, who, who, who would you choose? Is that an easy one? Oh, sure, Darvish. I mean, it's, it, it, starting pitching is, is paramount, and if they could have Darvish be – at his best, you know, now you arguably have. We might have lost Len with the cell for a second out there in Arizona. Give it a well, chance. And I... Nope, not coming I, uh, back. You know, officially. I would throw one more guy in there, Matt. Chatwood? Bryant. Uh, Chris Bryant. Well, Bryant, yeah, you know, maybe I should have said Bryant or Darvish and said it that but, way. But, I mean, there's, there's a number of them. I mean, your point, your point is, is that they have so much – uh, so much wealth of talent that just a couple guys coming back could, you know, push them up to 100 wins this year. And Darvish, if you put him down for 15 wins, I think everybody would be pretty comfortable talking about the Chicago Cubs repeating in 2019. I'm not worried about Chris Bryant. I think he's going to be terrific. I think the the way that he handled the offseason, just not swinging for a good long time and letting it heal – I think he's going to be back to being himself. Uh, thank you to Len Casper. Thank you to Carlos Rodon for being on the show today, Bruce. People can ta- can, uh, can read me at uh, on Twitter at MLB Bruce Levine. 670score.com. I write Cubs and Sox from spring training. Matt, have a great week. You too, Bruce. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Matt Spiegel 670 He is at MLB Bruce Levine, as he said. We'll send out the podcast link as well if you missed the first hour of the show. Thank you to Zach Withers. Illinois basketball is next. Cubs are on at 155 right here on 670 The Score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.